The Hamlet Podcast. Hello and welcome to this bonus episode dedicated to operatic interpretations of Hamlet. The most well-known opera based on Hamlet is in French and was written by the composer Amboise Thomas in the 19th century. The play caused quite a sensation in Paris in the 1820s when an English company performed the play at the Théâtre de l'Odéon. While many elements of the production were noteworthy, it was particularly the performance of an Irish actress, Harriet Smithson, as Ophelia, that captured the Parisian imagination. Men wept openly as they watched her performance, and she utterly captivated those who saw her. Among them were Alexandre Dumas père and the composer Hector Berlioz, who would eventually marry her. Dumas was differently inspired and went on to create a new translation of the play into French for the theatre at which he worked. Even though French audiences might have tolerated the English speaker's production of the play as Shakespeare wrote it, there was no way that they'd accept a French-language version of a play that included ghosts, fencing and itinerant actors. So these were all somewhat changed in Dumas' version, and indeed he even took it upon himself to bring the ghost back at the end of the play with a few choice words for the various characters breathing their last gasps. Best of all, he chose to let Hamlet live at the end. The worst excesses of English restoration, bowlerization, and revision have nothing on the creativity shown by the French theatre in the translation of Shakespeare's plays. Dumas' imitation for such was the term used in Parisian theatre for translations of this sort, was very popular, and was performed well into the 20th century. Naturally, when Ambroise Thomas decided that he would convert the play into a grand opera, it was Dumas' version that he chose as his starting point. Obviously, even more reduction was necessary, since operas use considerably fewer lines of text, since when language is sung, it can obviously take rather longer to be communicated. A setting of Shakespeare's entire text, which takes four hours spoken at a decent pace, would make for an event comparable to Wagner's Ring Cycle, and be very many two hours long to be performed in a single night. So, Thomas reduced the play to the central quartet of Hamlet, Ophelia, Gertrude and Claudius, conveniently matched to the voice types found in the best of French grand opera, tenor, soprano, mezzo, and baritone or bass. Unfortunately, there was not a tenor in Paris who could handle the role as Thomas wrote it, so he had to reconsider, and he transposed the notes downwards and tailored the role differently for a baritone, and this led to a massive triumph in the performance of Jean-Baptiste IV. Given the impact of Harriet Smithson's Ophelia, Thomas chose not to cut the character's mad scene, And indeed, it is a highlight of the entire opera. No surprises, perhaps, since mad scenes for sopranos were so very popular in the 19th century. One charming addition by Thomas is a drinking song for Hamlet and the actors. And of course, there's also the then-obligatory ballet sequence, since every opera had to have a ballet. Nowadays, when this opera is performed, the ballet tends to be cut, since it serves no particular dramatic purpose. Hamlet remains Thomas' most famous opera, alongside his other success, Mignon. There was a recent revival at the Wexford Festival of another of his pieces, La Cour de Salimène, but it's Hamlet that remains his greatest achievement. 
I had pondered devoting this entire bonus episode just to the one opera by this aforementioned Frenchman, but in fact there are two other Hamlet operas that have been capturing the public's imagination of late. The older of the two is in Italian, and unsurprisingly called Amletto. In fact, as an opera, it predates the French one by a few years. Its fate was helped considerably by some of the outcry at the French version, since people were incensed at how, as was claimed, only a barbarian or a Frenchman would dare to mess with Shakespeare the way that Thomas and Dumas had done. The Italian version then caught a lucky break and had a major production at La Scala in 1871. Its music was by Franco Faccio and the libretto was by Arago Boito. What's particularly exciting about this is that it was Boito's first attempt to adapt a Shakespeare play. He would go on to write the librettos for Verdi's masterpieces Otello and Falstaff, both based on plays by Shakespeare. Unfortunately for Faccio, who had a considerable career as a conductor, his operatic version of Hamlet all but disappeared for about 130 years after its performances at La Scala, while the French version remains, on the outer edges at least, of the standard repertoire. Quite recently, the Faccio version has enjoyed a number of revivals, from New Mexico to Bregenz in Europe, and a critical edition of the music has been prepared. With any luck, there might even be a recording of the performance that we can watch soon enough. Most recently, the third opera of Hamlet premiered at the Glyndebourne Festival in England in 2017. This time, the opera is in English, although again, by necessity, it contains only a fraction of the original text. The libretto is by Matthew Jocelyn, and the music is by Australian composer Brett Dean. The premiere production received excellent reviews, particularly for the performance of Alan Clayton as the tortured prince, and it was made available to stream online from Glyndebourne's website. What a brave new world we live in, wherein we can access the world premiere performance of a new opera direct from the internet. And speaking of which, if you're feeling intrepid, you can in fact find extracts from all three of these operas on YouTube or other video streaming sites. There are hours of happy, or not, listening to be had, comparing mad scenes and operatic settings of this play, not to mention the extraordinary array of approaches that opera stage directors sometimes take. I hope you might take a chance and try some opera, if it's something new for you, and if you've no interest at all, don't worry. I'll be back very soon with our more regularly scheduled programming, at which time we'll get cracking on Act 3 of the play. I'll speak to you then.